And good afternoon, good afternoon. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. News Talk 910. You got legal problems. I got legal answers. I've got all kinds of legal answers. And it's not just me. I've got good old David Brown doing research also. You got two lawyers. You got Samantha's answering the calls. All you got to do is call in. Here's how it works. You call in. You got a legal problem, something that's making you crazy, divorce, bankruptcy, criminal law. You know, your boyfriend got arrested this weekend. You told him not to carry the pot in the car, but he knew he was drunk and stoned anyway. 866-536-1000. Any kind of a legal problem. I've been a lawyer a long time. News Talk 910 is paying for the lawyer. They're paying for the call. Call's free, too. 866-536-1000. Thank you, 910. You got problems? Pick up the phone and call it in. We've got open lines. Steve in Napa. Len Tillum, Steve. How come you're calling a lawyer? Well, Len, on October 21st, 2011, returning from a high school football game in Vacaville, I was on Highway 29, about two miles from my home. I was northbound in the slow lane, and there was a an SUV in the slow lane in front of me, just sitting there, lights on, everything, just sitting there. And I beeped my horn, and he wouldn't, he, they didn't move, didn't do nothing. I beeped my horn again and then flashed my lights. They still just sat there. And what happened to you? Tell us about the guy from behind. Well, I, I just decided, well, I'm going to go around him, you know? And I, as soon as I had that thought, thought the uh, I got a kid in the pickup truck going about uh, at least 70 miles an hour, rear-ended me, spun me around, and then I got hit head-on. And head-on uh, by who? Another driver in, in the fast lane. Because I was spun around. Oh, my God. So you had really, follow me on this, you had two accidents, not one. First one, you rear-ended, your head gets snapped back. You had a a seatbelt on, right? Oh, yeah. And what kind of car were you in, a big one or a little one? Uh, I was in a a Nissan Versa wagon. Not too big a car, right? And then a pickup truck hits your head on, accident number two? No, no, no. The pickup truck hit me from behind. Okay, the pickup hit you from behind, and what hit your head on? Uh... Uh, Well, at this point, I can't remember. Okay, but... I think it was just a a sedan of some sort. But were you hurt badly? That's the question. How are you doing? Well, I thought I was fine, you know, and all I could think about while this was happening was, oh, crap, we have a vacation plan for the next day. Yeah, how badly were you hurt? Well, I didn't think it was hurt, but by the time we got to Yosemite the next day, I couldn't hardly... I could hardly move. How old are you? I was 67 at the time I was hit. Yeah, you were really messed up. Two accidents, and at your age, 67, we old farts, I'm like you. We don't heal that quickly, and, and, you know, the bones are brittle in the joints. So what do you think? You're a teen. Even a teenager would have been hurt that bad, you know. So, okay, so here's the question. The teenage kid who hit you, he don't have diddly, probably was the car insured at least? Oh, yeah, he had the same uh, State Farm insurance that I had. And what about the guy who hit you from the other lane? What has he got? I have, I have no idea. Did the cops get his name and number? Uh, I have no idea. Wait, wait, the, wait, the sheriff showed up. The CHP showed up. Wait, wait, wait a minute. This accident happened a year and a half ago, right? Right. Yeah. So ha- have you been seeing doctors? Oh, yeah. I've got Kaiser. I've had CAT scans. I've had 
uh, MRIs. I've had everything. So you've got a lot of medical bills. I know you, thank God for Kaiser, they do a good job. You're not paying for it. But when you go to settle this case against the kid and maybe the other driver, Kaiser comes up with a bill as to what a regular hospital would charge, you know, normal costs. And right. all the money you get up front has to go back to Kaiser first. Steve, you need a lawyer desperately. You may have a case against the other car. You haven't filed any claims or anything, have you? No. I, uh, the, the, only, the only people that have contacted me is... The kids' insurance company. Uh, yeah, well, State Farm asking me, are you ready to settle? Yeah, they want to give you pennies on the dollar. You don't even know the oh, extent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what I'm entitled to. Yeah. I, like, no, wait, wait, wait. I don't know what you're entitled to either. It depends. A lawyer has to, who does this kind of work, not somebody who does divorce and bankruptcy, but a personal injury lawyer, one who does trials and work like that, has to review the records and look what the doctors say and get some medical information. And then are you, this happened a year and a half ago and you're still hurting. So now what, you're 69? Yeah, I'm 68. 68. And... You may have a chronic condition for the rest of your life. I hope not, but it's certainly... Well, I, I can't walk in a straight line now. I, I've, I've been falling all the time. Steve, you desperately need a lawyer. Let me ask another question, because the lawyers are going to ask. They're looking for money for you. The way we compensate you for this kid hurting you like this is we give you money. You, you don't get to cut his throat. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I understand So that. you get money. So you can max out the kids' insurance, and hopefully you have what's called underinsurance. Do you have additional insurance on your liability policy? Um, well, I've got... Uh, How much liability do you have? What's your insurance? Uh, well, I've got one of these uh, covered by State Farm, my house, my... So uh, you may have underinsurance, or in other words... No, if I've it, got... I, my insurance is, is real good. Okay, you have to talk to Jim Gagan. You're in Napa. He's in Sonoma. He sees people in the city. You can. Jim Gagan is a pro who does all this work. All right. And he'll evaluate the case. You need a lawyer. You can't do this on your own. And no. you also have a two-year you, you two statute of limitations that you have to sign. You got that? You, you have to right. file on. Otherwise, you've lost. And lawyers... The accident was October 21st, 2011. So if the Labor Day 2013, this year Labor Day, you show up in a lawyer's office, oh, let's do something. They don't like it as much. It's more difficult. You need to go see somebody right away. You've waited long enough. All right? Yeah, absolutely. Hold on. You know what? Jim will give you a free consultation. David's going to get all the information. Stay on the line, Steve. Okay? This is not one you can do yourself. This is, if you, you know, I always tell people you can do it yourself. Hold on. Uh, we'll get the information. Jim Gagan will talk to you. All right. Steve is going to hold on. You can't evaluate a case like that. How can I on the radio or anybody know what it's worth? He doesn't even know what it's worth. If the guy's got significant injuries and lots of insurance, you, you follow me? If the guy's got significant insurance, then it's a significant... If he's hurt a lot, it's a good case. Lawyers are interested, and he'll get a lot more money with a lawyer than without even paying the lawyer a third of the recovery. I'm telling you. Because the insurance company adjusters, they're pros. Their job is not to give you what the case is worth. Their job is to give you as little as possible. That's how they get. They don't get commendations from their company because they settle a case fairly. No. They want to save the money for the executives and the stockholders, not for you, dummy. Their job is to screw you left, right, and center. Then they get the attaboys and girls. Okay. David will talk to this guy. 866-536-1000.
David in San Francisco. Len Tillum, how come you're calling a lawyer, David? Hi, Len. Uh, I got a letter today from a law firm in uh, Southern California saying that I they are a collection agency. I owe $30,000. They don't specify what it's for. I've been to Southern California about twice in my life. I don't owe anybody anybody. Credit score is perfect. Yeah. Uh, so I called the office, and I have a fairly common first and last name. In a very polite way, got a secretary, said, you've made a mistake, and I expect you to correct it. I'd like the attorney to call me back. I haven't heard anything. No, 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 no. So you owe $30,000 from what, a credit card? A I, they, don't, they do not indicate what it is. They simply say, this is the amount, and uh, immediately send us the check, or we will pursue legal action. Right. And yeah, and the, are, are you willing to tell us your last name? Uh, I'd rather not. Okay. It's a you, you, name. Yeah, it's, okay. It, it's kind of like Smith. David, so let's say your name's David Smith or Good. Bob Smith or whatever, one of those common names, you know, you know, or Harry Jones, whatever it is. So you get these letters. Was this from a lawyer in San Francisco or a no, lawyer in Florida? California. Yeah. It's a, no, it's not Florida. I know you, you often reference Florida lawyers. This one is Encino. When you called, it actually was a secretary answering the phone so it, it, it's it a collection like it agency they're fishing you know you could write them back and tell them you're not the david levine they're looking for you could ignore it um sometimes if you ignore the letter the lawyer may assume you're the person he's looking for and may file a lawsuit against you so and, you, you and could write them back and just say look i have never been in southern california there are no judgments against me i have a perfect credit record and you have the wrong david smith and if you pursue this, I'm going to report you to the bar for harassing me. Is there any reason not to report them now? No, because it's not really harassment. If they start calling, you know, he finds a David Smith and they said, this is you. I, I just don't think the bar is going to treat it seriously. Unless it, it becomes persistent. and, and Yeah, it's some kind of a lawyer doing collection work. So you write them back a letter. You say, look, and just lay it out. I'm not the David Smith you're looking for. And how are they going to know that? And the reason is you have a perfect credit score. You've never been sued. You have no judgments against you. And please leave me alone. If you continue pursuing collecting this, reference, say, under the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, it's not me. If you think it's me, send me some proof of the judgment. And if you keep harassing me, I'm going to report you to the California Bar Association. Just in the letter, say... Please, I'm telling you right now not to contact me, Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. You may contact me again if you wish to send me proof of this judgment you claim you have against me, okay? Sounds very good. All right, just Thanks lay it out there and do reference Fair Debt Collection Practices Act and reporting the sucker to the bar. Sounds great. Thanks. Okay? I, I'm telling you right now, these collection agencies, they are like blood suckers. And, you know, there are people, let's say named David Smith, usually older people, worry about their credit and they get a letter like this they go oh no and they assume you know they owe money even when they don't and they rely on that you got legal problems i've got open lines i'd love to hear from you it's 866-536-1000 len tillam news talk 910 i'm a lawyer you got legal problems i've got all kinds of legal answers I'm a lawyer. I've got David Brown doing research, so we usually get it right. We always get it right. Because if you call in with some complex question and we don't know the answer, you're not getting on, sucker. What do you think, we're dumb? You guys, you don't want me to say, like a lawyer usually says, oh, give me $1,500. I'll get back to you in three weeks. Interesting case. They always tell you, interesting case. I'd like to work on it. I'll do some research. I'm going to give it to you now. I'm going to give it to you for nothing. And the number to call is 866-536-1000. You don't need an appointment. You don't have to drive. 866 866- 
5361000 live radio 3 to 4 call it in right now by the way if you want to send me an email you go to lentillum.com or len at lentillum.com l e n and we answer emails we do trusts and estates medical planning asset preservation god forbid somebody goes in a nursing home dynasty trust i've got a, a lawyer who came on Janice Downey will do answer all your divorce questions. Jim Gagan does personal injury, bankruptcy questions, whatever you need. We got it. Send us an email. We answer them and we read some on the air. Love to help you out. Lena in San Pablo. Len Tillam, Lena, how come you're calling a lawyer? Uh, well, I live in a condo and uh, it's been 42 days. There was a leak in my daughter's room and they are moving so slow. It's been 42 days and her bedroom still have not been completed. Now, wait, wait a minute. The Homeowners Association is usually responsible for, you know, the exterior of the buildings. Correct. So, you remember, when? do you own or do you rent? I own. When you moved in, they had you sign like a 30-page document, like a book. It was called the CCNRs. CCNRs, correct. The Covenants, Conditions, and Restrictions. Correct. So, just moving slow, just taking their time. Now, now, wait, wait a second. First, first of all, it's going to cause a mold problem, and and they they've got. That. Are they? Are you in one of these condominium associations where a lot of them are empty and they got no money because people are not paying their monthly dues? Uh, it could be now, but when I move, no. Well, you know, a lot of vacancies there. Um, I don't think so. You got to get it fixed. I, I mean, first of all, it's going to cause mold and. Hopefully, we'll have some more rainstorms coming in. Um, look at the CCNRs and go talk to them and say, look, if you don't do this, I'm going to have to take you to small claims court or something like that or get it fixed and sue you in small claims court. Take a look at the CCNRs and see if it says who's responsible for exterior damage, you know, damage well, to the Well, they building. are. They have a contractor. He came in and had this huge motor fan. Um, supposedly, last week, just last week, they cleaned out the mold. And not, they painted over it, but it's just such a long process. Yeah, yeah. Is the and roof the still leaking? Saying, no, they fixed, they patched that up, and they just, I don't know what's going on. Right now, the guy told me last week that I'm cleaning out the mold, and they have this huge motor fan that's there that needs to be on for like three days. Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows if that gets rid of the mold or not? You, got, you can smell mold? Where is it? In the sheetrock? Uh, that's where they have the fan, yes. You know, a lawyer named John Hanna, H, you got a pencil, Lena? In my hand. John Hanna, H-A-N-N-A, was a guest on my program. Um, he wrote, he with his partner, Dave Van Atta, wrote the book on condominium law. They got a law firm in Palo Alto, and if you call them up, I'm sure they'll talk to you on the phone. Somebody will help you. And that's John Hanna, H-A-N-N-A? H-A-N-N-A, double N, Hanna, Palo Alto, but call them anyway, 650 Thank you so much. Yeah, you may have to get this fixed yourself and sue them in small claims court. <sighs> I know. All right. You know. Six five zero three two one fifty seven hundred. Again, think. Are there a lot of vacancies in the condominiums? You got a lot of empty apartments. That again, I haven't noticed. Well, you can ask them. Are they supposed to give you a financial statement to say how much money they got in the bank? What's taking yeah. them so long? I don't know. What have they told you? Or they just keep shining you on? Well, for one thing, last year there was a roofer supposedly fixed a leak because I notified them. I noticed on my notes when I went back. I notified them in 2011 
about my daughter's room, mm-hmm. and it stopped raining, so I just forgot about it. So that roofer is blaming another roofer. It doesn't matter. You know, th- th- there's so much BS in the world of contractors. They all blame each other and lie about everything. It's the homeowners association to fix it and get rid of the mold. It's they Correct. hire the contractor. They're responsible. Correct. Talk to them and call John Hanna. Okay. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Good luck to you, Lena. I hate it when the people who, oh, they run for office, they want to be big shots, and then they don't help you for nothing. Steve in Union City. Hi. Len, tell him, Steve, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hey, I got burnt at the McDonald's the other day in the drive-thru. They handed me some coffee, and the lid popped off, and it went all over my hand, burned the heck out of it. You remember that lady who was supposed to have gotten $10 million or something by getting burned by McDonald's coffee? I don't think it's that bad. But right, right, right. Now, wait, wait, wait a minute. Do you have, you went to the doctor, right? Yeah, he, he gave me some ointment, and it wasn't a real bad burn, but... Do you have blisters? Hurt. Are there blisters? No. So you have what's no. known as a first-degree burn, not too bad. Probably, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it hurt like hell. Yeah, yeah, you burn yourself. It hurts a lot. This is not a big case because you don't have third-degree burns where they put you in a burn ward in the hospital. How? Well, wait a second. Is McDonald's going to say, oh, yeah, Steve burnt himself because he's a klutz and he was careless? I understand. Tell me why the coffee went all over you. Well, the, the lid wasn't on all the way, and I grabbed the cup, and the cup collapsed. The lid popped off, right. and all the contents went right on my hand. So here's what's going on. Take, those, take some pictures of it. Coffee. Yeah, a lot of... Uh, that coffee's hot. Take some pictures of the burns, and... You can do this yourself. You're not going to find a lawyer to take this case because there's not a lot of money here. But if you want to sue McDonald's in small claims court, you could do it yourself without lawyers. What county do you live in? Or where did you get burnt? Where's this Alameda. McDonald's? In Alameda County? The Alameda, Alameda County has a small claims court advisor who will help you fill out the paperwork and sue and how to figure out how to sue McDonald's. And Jim Gagan, lawyer who does big personal injury cases because there's a lot of cases he says no to. He did a, a report, five or six pages, a paper, on how to do it yourself. And if you send me an email, len at lentillum.com, if you send me an email, say, send me the how to do your own PI case, I'll email it to anybody who wants it. You should read that and do it yourself, okay? All right. Take some pictures. What did I tell, them? What did I tell the judge, though, to say? Negligence. They were careless. They handed me coffee without the lid on it, burnt all over. You got it? What did I should I ask for, what, 500 200 Here's the story. You go get the, the small claims court papers, fill them out. Okay. It depends how badly you burn. If you're in pain for two weeks, 500 a grand. You know, don't go asking for ten grand because nobody's going to give you ten grand because your hand hurt for a couple of weeks. You've got to be reasonable. Why don't you wait till you feel better, download the small claims court paper. You can get them from the Internet, and I'll help you fill it out, and we'll talk. See, we don't know what it's worth till we know the extent of your injuries, okay? Right. I'll help you do it for nothing. I'll email you. Call me back or email me, len at lentillum.com, all right? I'd rather you called me on the radio. We like to do this. I always tell people, I'll help you fill out the small claims court papers. Nobody calls. God forbid they should call. They never call. You got problems? I got answers. 866-536-1000. When I get back, what do you do when you get an oil change that you pay for and it comes without any oil? Good story coming up. 
Stick around. We got more. We've got news. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. You got legal problems? I'm a lawyer. I've got answers. We And we love the stories. Come on. Call it in. Here's the number. 866-536-1000. Free call. Free lawyer. Open lines. You're going to get right through. 866-536-1000. We love those stories. Robert in Mill Valley. Len Tillum, Robert, why are you calling a lawyer? Oh, hi, Len. Thank you for taking my call. Well, uh, my story is uh, pretty simple. My son um, drives one of my cars, and he's responsible for the upkeep. And what he got what a kind of car? Special. I'm sorry, what kind of car is it first? It's a 2002 Chevy Cavalier. And he got a what special? Carry on. A coupon, a coupon for a, a discount uh, for an oil change at one of the major, um, one of the major um, chains. Okay. And uh, so he took it in for an oil change, and um, it's pretty clear that they forgot to put oil back in it after they drained the oil, because he drove it for about um, about eighteen miles. And the head gasket blew because of the heat. And so when I got there, I checked the dipstick, and there was no oil in it. And I checked underneath, and there was no leakage, uh, except for the the head gasket blew, and, the, of course, the coolant was all all around the uh, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the engine ruined? Is it totaled? Well, that's what the mechanic says. He says, if it was my car, I'd replace the entire engine. Um, I took photographs of the dipstick and the and the underneath of the car, and uh, that's where I stand. I guess my question is, Len, uh, you know, how would you proceed if you were me? Have you called the chain yet? No, I, I haven't uh, called the chain. I haven't done anything. When uh, when did this happen? Uh, assess the damage. When did this happen? The blow up when the, the engine blew up. Uh, last Wednesday. I would call the chain immediately. They are responsible for the damage to your car. Clearly, the mechanics screwed up. They either forgot to put oil into the car, or maybe they didn't put the drain plug back in place. Whatever it is. I have have pictures underneath. The the drain plug was in place, and the the oil filter was... um, There was no leakage on the oil filter either. So it's just... It's pretty clear to me that they just didn't yeah. oil in it. Right, right, right. The car was running. There were no problems. Well, but it's a 2002 Chevy Cavalier. Let, let me explain part of the problem. Um, yeah. You have to get an estimate for how much it's going to cost to fix the car. For example, how much would it cost to put in a refurbished engine? Because It's somewhere close to $3,000. Okay. How much is the car worth? Because... Somewhere very close to that also. If the cost of repair is more than 80% of the vehicle's value, then the insurance company for the oil change place can total the car and pay you off instead. So you you follow me? In other words, they don't have to give you another car or a new car. Sometimes, you know, let's say if your car, the 2002 Chevy Cavalier is worth $3,000 and it gets rear-ended, it wouldn't be much nowadays to cause $5,000 worth of damage. You can't sue for the $5,000 it'll cost to repair the car like it was. All you can get is the value of the car. You understand that? That's the law on that. So I would contact um, the oil change company, see what they're going to do. If you decide to fix it, that's fine. 
Um, you can't collect more than the value, the blue book value of the car. And if they won't pay you, you can sue them in small claims court for up to $10,000. You don't need no lawyer. And what about the, uh, well, I guess I have two questions, and I don't want to take a lot of your time. But Please, go ahead. It's quite all right. First is, what kind of documentation would you suggest that I have, uh, you know, in case I need to go to small claims court? Photographs, your son's testimony. Um, do you have any repair orders on the car that was done or any shows that work was done on the car before the oil change to show it was a well-maintained car and that it was running? Uh, I could get that, yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff to show it was a good car. I, I mean, they you've got the receipt from the oil change place that they did it, right? And then 20 minutes yes. later or an hour later, the car's getting towed, you know, and there, there it goes. That's proof. Your testimony is there. That's fine. And then you need the bills for the cost of repair. And you're going to need, yeah, and Kelly Blue Book, whatever it is, you know, I think it's KBB on the internet for the value of the car. And don't treat it like it's a super classic. If it was an old car or have a few dings, be honest with your evaluations as to the value because the judge will appreciate that. If you're BSing as to, you know, the fact that it was cherry and super, there may be a problem if they don't believe you. Okay. It's KBB.com. Okay. Kelly Blue Book. Go ahead. Next question. I have one. One other question, and that is, what about the inconvenience, the cost of the inconveniences? Too um, bad. Too bad. What? Too bad. Too bad. Yeah, yeah. You don't so, really incident. If you've got to rent a car to replace the car, if you send us to rent a car to replace it, you're allowed to ask for that. You may get it. But if you run up a big, you know, rental bill, you may not get any money on that. I would keep my expenses down. There's no guarantee you're going to get everything you're asking for. I guess my question is this, is that um, my son was getting the oil changed so he could drive down to Southern California. Um, not foreseeable. That, it's not. Yeah. You, you, in other words, you didn't make a deal with them. They didn't guarantee you could drive to Southern California. If he has to rent a car, you can ask for that. But in these little cases where there's not a lot of money, the judge may not give you all you're getting, and you may run up a big credit card bill. So if your son can borrow your mm -hmm. car to go... Keep the bills down. You're not going to get fat city rich on this one. You follow me on that? Oh, I don't want to. I don't even think I'm going to come out whole. You probably won't. Welcome to the American yeah. court system. But do the best you can and keep the expenses down because um, that's what you need to do. But I contact the um, auto change, the oil change place right away. Okay. Good All luck right. to you. Let me know what happens. Thank you. Okay. Thank All right, Jesse in Novato. Len, tell him, Jesse, how come you're calling a lawyer? Thanks, Len. Uh, you know what, I'm calling because I've been married to my wife for a year. Uh, I have an eight-year-old that's from, that's her son with a guy that's never met her son. He's not on the birth certificate. Uh, my concern is what, what rights could he possibly have? This guy is not listed on the birth certificate? Correct. Okay. And he never claimed paternity, and he's never been around. Never, ever. Never even seen him. Okay, so you can do what's called a step-parent adoption. And, David, how many years is it that they can terminate parental rights if there's no contact or no visit, you know, no child support? I think it's two years. David's going it's, to... It's one year, okay? Uh, for example, if a biological father doesn't 
visit his child or pay child support, and you know the mother's remarried, they like you to be married. It takes for not doing it for one year, they can terminate parental rights. Um, but the court probably won't make you the father without first terminating the biological father's parental rights. But there is no biological father, is there? Hmm. That on the paper. Um, Hmm. See, normally if the father's on the birth certificate, you have to provide a notice of the adoption hearing to the biological parent. David, who gets notified if there's no one on the birth certificate? Let, let me look that up. Um, do we, you we know who know the guy do you know who the guy is? We know his name, but we have no clue where he is. Last we heard he's somewhere on the East Coast. Um we Look, couldn't track him down. See, if your wife did, I'm making this up, but I think you have to do a declaration that this is the father, and you have to show due diligence that you try to find him. You follow me on that? Like hiring yeah. a private detective. And if the private tried once before to get uh, DNA testing from him, yeah, he refused. Well, so that means you knew where he was at one point, and that was maybe six years ago. You know, maybe longer. You might send him a letter if you could find him and say, look, my current husband wants to adopt out, you know, your son. If it's okay with you, we're not, you know, just do it. We're not going to come after you for child support. But if you name the guy and he refused and you put that in a declaration, um, for example, if the private eye can't find him and you try to find him, the judge then authorize an alternative means of service like publication in a newspaper where he lives. How old is your son now? He's almost eight. Yeah, you know, you do want to adopt him. You don't want to wait till he's 18 so you can do an no, adult. He's got a, now he's got a brother and a sister now. Too. Yeah, you want to adopt him. And you know what else? What's amazing? They will change his birth certificate to list you as the father. Okay. Yeah. And that's what, that's what we want. But I just want to yeah, yeah. make sure that he can't just... Right, so if you know, I, I'm say, saying, by, by the way, it's not that hard to do yourself. You don't need a lawyer for this. And um, you don't have to spend 2500 bucks off on a lawyer. There are step parent adoption forms that you can get for the county clerk or are probably online in your county. You're in Marin County, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I would bet even that if you contact uh, the family law court facilitator, every county has people who help with divorce and family law, they would know where the forms are too. It's called a step parent adoption. Nolo Press used to do a book on this. It was a good book. It's out of print, and I just noticed, David looked it up, Used copies are on sale at Amazon for 175 bucks, which is a total ripoff. First of all, the books are probably out of date. But you're looking to do a step-parent adoption, and you don't need a lawyer for it. You really don't. And you can get the forms from the county or just call up the county or go online, step-parent adoption, judicial council forms, and take a look so, at that. The hardest part— What if we can't track them down? Well, you see, again, if you can't track them down, you have to show due diligence that you tried to find them. And then the judge will issue an order saying, okay, you can't track him down. You really tried. And let you publish something in a newspaper in his last known address. I'm not exactly sure of the procedure, but you got to do stuff like that. You understand? Yeah. And I would bet that the family law court facilitator knows more about this than I do. Okay. See what the forms say and do a little Googling online. But you don't need no stinking lawyer to charge you 3500 bucks for this. Thanks, Len. You're welcome. Go for it. What a blessing. Your kid, his name will be on the birth, your name will be on the birth certificate as daddy. 
Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for stepping up for that kid. Stick around. We got more. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. Kathy in Morgan Hill. Len Tillum, Kathy, why are you calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. Uh, my grandchildren live in Sacramento and live in an apartment there. Um, they moved from one unit into another unit because there was a lot of black mold in the first union unit, so the apartment manager put them into another unit. And as it turns out, the second unit is completely infested with cockroaches. Ugh. And they had to throw away their couch, their their, utili- their utensils, everything, uh, because there was, like, cockroaches just everywhere and their beds everywhere. And, and are, they still, are they still living? Your grandchildren, are they still living in that apartment? Yes, they are. They uh, could not get another apartment until March. Now, now wait a minute. Still- Why can't they get another apartment until March? Money. The the landlord will not give them their deposit back. Yeah. If can you help them, Grandma? Because they should yeah, break well, the. If you can, listen to me. They should break mm-hmm. the lease and leave. The landlord is supposed to fix habitability problems. What is this? He rents to college students who go to Sacramento State. Right. These landlords. Well, it's a huge. It's a huge complex. Yeah, he's a slumlord. A landlord yeah. is supposed to fix mold, cockroaches, what's called habitability problems quickly. And part of a landlord's job is to keep the property free of vermin. That's what's called the duty of habitability, keeping it safe for your tenants. So because he's breaching the duty of habitability, they can terminate the lease. This slumlord is not going to fix anything. You know, it's, it's completely outside his business model. So, if so you, they can get out of the lease then? They can walk out, just say, screw you, drop dead, you know? And then he keeps the security deposit, and they sue him in small claims court for the cost okay. of the couch and all the other stuff they had to throw out. They'll get some money. Good. Be Good. A, if you okay. can do it, help them get into another apartment, you know, so there's no mold and cockroaches, and then help them sue the landlord for the security deposit. You'll be glad you did it. Good. Okay? Tell them to move much. out right away. And, you know, it's so hard to get to spend time with the kids. They're always busy with their friends, right? Go look if oh, you have the energy. Me. Yeah, you know. So make, you know, say, gee, I'll help you look for a place. And if you can give well, them... Well, they, fr- they found a place. They just can't, uh, didn't have the deposit to get into it. Well, don't expect that. Here, that low-life dog of a landlord comes the end of, you know, March, whenever their lease is up. He's going to find 40 reasons not to give them back their security deposit anyway. You know that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Just move out, break the lease, sue them for breach of habitability. I'll help you do it. Get them into a place. They'll love you for it. If you can afford it, what a blessing. That's what the money's for. All right. Thank you very much. You're quite welcome. Good show today. Come on back tomorrow. This is live radio, three to four. You know, you people listening on podcasts, on the internet, you can get it down at lentillum.com. Make an appointment. If, if you've got a legal problem, just call 866-536-1000. Call it 5 to 3. All of you, call it 5 to 3. You'll get right through. We like to open with juicy calls. Len Tillum, News Talk 910.